0: Hi, and welcome to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, highlighting artists, teachers, authors, and entrepreneurs of the regenerative movement, people who are committed to and showcase qualities of planetary leadership. My name is Julian Guderley. I'm a transformational coach, a breathwork teacher, and committed to a world that allows people from all walks of life to thrive. I'm your host and creator of Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. And in today's episode, I'm hosting an interview with both Chelsea and Mitch Glazer. Chelsea and Mitch are the sister brother co founders of Freddy. Chelsea is a brand strategist and a serial entrepreneur and is also the co founder of Launch It Girl, a brand and web design firm for female entrepreneurs. Mitch is a former Wall Street investment banker who started using nootropics and biohacking techniques to keep his head above water throughout his extreme work hours. They joined forces to build Freddy for the burnt out hustlers wanting to feel like their best selves again. And so with these words, welcome to the show, Chelsea and Mitch.
1: Thank Thank you. you.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for a conversation about neurotropics, you know, the powerful effect of, of mushrooms and all the like of how we can, you know, show up as who we are for work, for life and, you know, maybe, maybe finally step out of this like hustle, hustle, hustle culture um mitch i'm really curious because you know i just i just read it out loud like you're are your former investment banker um how did that affect you like working in this culture where you know i'd say it's like one of the opposites to the regenerative kind of mindset that that
2: i could identify oh, absolutely and so um, it kind of for me it all started with I, I went to Arizona State which and so did Chelsea and you know it's a great school but within Wall Street typically you everyone who gets a job there goes to like an Ivy League school so it started with me feeling like oh wow I need to go up and compete against these Ivy League students you know I'm gonna have to really work hard and prove myself and so there's already a lot of anxiety there and then once I got there Well, yes, I was competing against them. I was kind of like immediately thrown into rooms and put on calls with CFOs and CEOs of publicly traded companies having to walk them through these financial models that I put together and that the person above me, you know, didn't have time to check. And so immediately I started like freaking out. And so I was incredibly stressed. I was already not sleeping. I was working on average 80 to a hundred hours a week. Um, with my record being 140, which maybe we can get to at a different point, because I, I almost died. Um, but basically, it it kind of like sparked this anxiety and stress within me that I had to basically decide that, do I want to stay in this career? Or do I want to work really hard to battle what I'm going through? And so, you know, I chose the latter. And um, it kind of sent me on a journey and you know this this leads into the company that Chelsea and I started Freddie. Um, it led me on this journey of leveling up my mind, my thinking, as well as my own body and the way I can physically and mentally show up to work every day. And so one of the first things I started experimenting with um, is nootropics, which we can talk um, at length about um, right now, um, but other things I started doing as well was, you know, like cold showers. Meditation, uh, yoga, working out really hard, eating really healthy. I've never tried the breathing techniques, and so I'll actually, when you said that, I'm I'm very interested in in trying that. And so maybe we'll have to connect after this. Um, yeah, but, it definitely get you hooked up to some some really conscious breathing. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. I love that. Um, and so, what, so once I started doing all of these different things, I kind of one, it helped me adapt to what I was going through, and I really started to thrive in that atmosphere. Um, but then two. I kind of just noticed like this just broader growth in my own way of thinking. And, you know, also another thing I forgot to mention, which Chelsea has also done. Um, we were doing improv classes, which really throws you out of your comfort zone. Oh, cool! Yeah. <laughs> and so that that was a fantastic experience. I would recommend, I mean, I'd recommend all of it to anyone listening, but um,
1: Absolutely. that one
2: for sure. It's just like you walk out of, if you start, what you start doing it's usually like a weekly thing you walk out of there feeling like, the best unfiltered version of yourself because you just get used to having to drop that that curtain or that filter um and it's and it's incredible so to answer your question that's that was how i started and Mm -hmm. that is what put me on this path and um you know it's just been incredibly fulfilling and nootropics when you take it standalone kind of seems like you know a wand off little hack but really it's one piece of a bigger puzzle of how do you just kind of consistently grow as mentally and physically um and you know you can do that in so many different ways yeah really cool thank you so much for that answer
0: for everyone who is new to the topic of nootropics i mean in a different way of saying that it's like a cognitive enhancement through supplements or you know nutrition and so we'll definitely unpack that further um and i I love this this you know it's not a hack. It's really just one of the many pieces of a puzzle. And Chelsea, you're a long-term friend. I had you on the show before, serial entrepreneur, like maybe touched on that for a second too, you know, like as a, a serial, like starter of companies and an entrepreneur that's like, doesn't stop, like, you know, it's not wall street, but does that kind of feel the same to you or like what's been your journey around that? Because I know so many people can relate with this, like go, 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 go getter, hustle, 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 kind of energy. And I think we all already intuitively know like that's not really what we're supposed to be doing but yet it's it's just the way our economy has kind of wired us right
1: yeah i mean yeah, mitch and i could not have more different career paths leading up to this um yeah last time i was on talking to talking to your audience um i was working on driving communities network it was like uh um we were consulting with uh, various stakeholders across cities on happiness data and how to apply happiness data and urban planning and other like urban design principles, which is so far from what I'm doing now. But um, it's just a, it is a good example of kind of the way that I um, have moved through my career path has really been, um, I, I like to explain it like I was like leaking creative energy like out Everywhere and had no idea where to put it, like how to channel that and put it somewhere productive. And it just felt like I was constantly turning my wheels, trying to do something more important, more impactful, and um, and and also something that just felt good and was fulfilling and leaning into my greatest skill sets and helping me continue to sharpen those. And it it really um, it took me a long time of kind of bouncing around from a whole bunch of different jobs, trying to start something on the side, um, trying to go fully into something and just kept kind of yeah bouncing from thing to thing until I finally started to realize that it wasn't necessarily what I was pouring my energy into that was the problem. It was the way that I was pouring, pouring my energy into it and the expectations I had around it for it to continue to excite me when in reality I had to learn how to stay in love with the things that I was starting and how to follow through on them. And um, definitely has been a journey for me of, of creating more sustainable habits for myself, creating more um, like energizing uh, practices. Like I also do yoga. I also meditate. Um, just learning how to slow down that super loud inner chatter and really listening to my gut a lot more intently and um, kind of narrowing down, you know, what is it that I want to accomplish in the world? What is What matters to me? Um, and, and I think so much of that has to do with, um, yeah, with, with these, these practices that you and, and habits that you create in your life that completely change your mindset in, in general and definitely new choices. one of those things that, um, that Mitch has introduced to me that in more recent years uh, have made a massive difference in helping me really stick out. Not only growing my most recent firm, Launch a Girl, and then also now juggling Freddie and doing both things at the same time, I um, have really found it to be such a massive support for me. And it's, um, yeah, it's it's been definitely definitely a journey of bouncing around um, and and kind of embracing my inner scatter brain and um, and how to how to move forward from that into a place where I'm I'm nurturing my potential um and a lot more so in channeling my ambition in a productive direction so that's kind of been yeah, the journey I, I, since we last yeah, talked thanks for, <laughs>
0: thanks for sharing uh, the a yeah. little bit of an update there too like you know i think this you call the inner scatterbrain is something a lot of people can can relate to and yeah, i've been personally a long-term meditator i've been trying nootropics and all kinds of different ways to to connect with you know the potential i think that's in the human body that's in the human brain that's in the human mind um yeah. And there's something that's, that don't work and there's some things that do work, you know, for example, like the, you mentioned it, Mitch, like I just moved back to Vancouver Island uh, last week and I've been in the ocean every single day and it's freezing cold uh, and making it across the five minute mark is pretty hard, but it's, it's one of those, it's one of those uh, classic like biohacks in a more like natural way. But really, if you look at nootropics and let's talk about Freddie, like specifically, like one major part of the ingredients is the use of medicinal mushrooms, which in the last, probably just the last five years, has seen a, a huge boom and rise in our kind of, um, well, collective consciousness and, and the marketplace at large, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so I would say that, like, if we level back for a second um, before diving into the mushrooms, when I think of nootropics, it, there's kind of like the spectrum of... Nootropics, in a sense, is just anything that promotes healthy and you know, efficient cognitive function. And so on one side you have coffee, which is what everyone has tried because caffeine itself um, is a form of nootropic. And then on the other side of that spectrum, you have a prescription medication like ADHD medication and stuff like that. And so both of those you know promote cognitive function, um, but there is a huge middle ground that is completely unexplored really up until this point and so our product falls in the middle far far closer to coffee because in the middle there's also um, ingredients uh, that are synthetic and so cooked up in a laboratory that don't necessarily have a long track record of safe consumption we have used all natural ingredients one of which is lion's mane mushroom which to your point um, is a very well-known mushroom used for for this type of thing and so um, it, it is, it's very interesting because there, there have been, you know, complete companies built around mushrooms and the use of them for these sort of things like mushroom coffee, mushroom teas. And so it's been, um, for us, it was a no-brainer that we have to include them. Um, and so lion's mane mushroom in particular is supposed to help promote um, protection against the harmful aging um, effects on your brain, um, specifically oxidative stress, which is essentially like a form of uh, inflammation that occurs in the brain over time. And so along with our other ingredients, which we can dive deeper into as well, which are just herbs and amino acids, um, basically the the mushroom that we have included, while it also promotes neurotransmitter activities within like serotonin and dopamine, which promotes mood, um, it's also protecting your brain against um, against the the effects of just day-to-day life. And so it's very, really, it's very interesting and it's awesome what what these products do. And to your point also, um, you know, there are, it, it's less of like a hacking, it's more of like, how do I utilize what's around me in this world? That's natural. That's, it could be cold water. It could be a mushroom to just maximize the way I feel that's way different than a biohacking thing, which kind of sounds like a, you know, a, a weird sort of way, like, you know, taking drugs or doing, right who knows what, this is just kind of, you know, a natural way of like making your body feel good. So you can perform your best and achieve whatever it is you want to achieve.
0: Right. I said this offline before we hit record and I'll repeat it. It's like, like fuck hacking, right? Let's, let's go deep. And so this is kind of like, and I've definitely gone into biohacking myself like a few years ago, but it's, it's almost like the opposite of it is a cultural, maybe not trend, but like, Almost a necessity. We just talked about hustle culture and then hacking is kind of just another continuation of that, right? It's like get there faster, shorter, more. And I think what people really are craving and that we know is the mindset and also the, the like the energetic kind of consciousness perspective that allows us to think regeneratively as a as a full planet or as a whole planet is to understand productivity is followed by rest, and then rest is followed by productivity again. And so as you said, Mitch, like whatever works for us as individuals in the most natural way i mean that's really what after a decade of exploring all this like that's what what's sticking with me is like the most natural way that personally works for me and it might not work for everyone else but Mm -hmm. here's the thing about mushrooms and freddy i I do want to hear a bit about your formula because you guys have also uh uniquely positioned this for for women because you've realized that really there isn't a lot out there in the marketplace that understands that the biochemistry and like just the biological setup that that happens in a woman's body
2: requires right and so we can get into i'll talk a little bit about the ingredients then we can kind of jump into how chelsea and i both discovered that women especially like especially like her specific clientele at launch it girl currently um have kind of been deprived from this product category so um we'll get into that after we go into the other ingredients and so the other ingredients are ashwagandha, uh, bacopa, citicoline, and um, L-theanine, and then green coffee bean um, in the form of caffeine, which is, we've included like less than half of a cup of coffee's worth of caffeine. So it's, it's a very small amount. But so ashwagandha, and I'll, I'll kind of group them together. Ashwagandha is an herb, L-theanine is an amino acid, and both of these have very calming effects. And uh, they basically, you know, while caffeine inhibits certain neurotransmitters associated with sleepiness to make you feel more alert. These promote um, the dopamine and serotonin activity with with your neurotransmitters that essentially promote a a feeling of calmness. And so those two neurotransmitters specifically are associated with kind of happiness and mood and your ability to um, adapt to certain situations where it's not like you're immediately triggered and angry. It's more of oh you know through this very lightweight sort of supplement the compounds within it are just kind of nudging you in the right direction of saying you know like dopamine and serotonin are here everything is fine we can deal with this and so those two ingredients do that citicholine is a natural nutrient that kind of acts as a very clean form of brain fuel um, and so it, it just excites and increases neurotransmitter activity which kind of makes you feel awake and gives you energy without any sort of stimulant like caffeine. Um, And then you have bacopa, which is one of the more interesting herbs, uh, which is, um, it's a natural herb, which is associated with promoting better learning and memory. And so it's specifically the natural compound within it, which is called a abacoside. Once it enters your brain, it has a direct impact on neuron formation, um, and so that's an, also another thing called NGF. And so it promotes healthy formation of neurons in your brain. And so um, as you can imagine, all of these things require use over time for them to have a good effects because obviously memory takes over time. Memory, you might have to hear it once, twice, three times. Um, and so we always we always tell everyone that when you take our product, you're not going to feel the full effects until day two or four. But really, you're not going to reap the full benefits of you know the memory support and all of that stuff unless you're taking it over time week after week month after month and so chelsea and i are both long-term users uh fortunate we've been able to switch to our own product um starting you know four or five months ago once we finally had our first batch um, but it's been great and honestly it's uh i i, I don't enjoy doing work without it
1: yeah and, and so okay So and
2: then so, so from that point chelsea if you want to take over and kind of talk about how um you know i brought to you this category of supplement and told you you should give it a try and then kind of touch on when i realized that hey we should start a business
1: yeah yeah so mitch i uh, was telling me just he's like have you ever heard of nootropics? and you know at the time i think you were trying some synthetic ones you were telling me about all natural ones you were trying and just kind of letting me know the effects you were having on them um that that you that you were feeling from them and um i remember you telling me about one of the synthetic ones and i was thinking like that sounds a little, uh, a little nerve wracking for me to want to try that. And uh, you were saying you were having like crazy dreams and stuff like that, or something from the synthetic ones. Um, but then once you you started telling me about the more natural ones, I'm like, okay, well, like, that's something that I would try. Um, and kind of experiencing them for myself, we were talking about, you know, why don't women know about these? Like, why is it that, you know, looking at the people who have heard of them, it was more people who were in positions like yours are super intense, um, way more extreme with your lifestyle or they're also, or like really into like bodybuilding or something like this and it really is the the language and, and in part it's the language around it that's like, like maximize your potential, like fire on all cylinders. And for me, I'm kind of like, I wish my brain would shut up. Like, I feel like it's firing on too many cylinders. Like, how do I narrow my like focus of what's happening, at least I think, um, and really what was going on is I had too many competing priorities happening in my life that my brain did not know what to listen to at what point. And the thought of my brain being more stimulated, um, like when I read some of the marketing around some of these other products, it was kind of an overwhelming thought. Um, and so when we were, you know, Mitch brought to me this idea that he was looking into a blend that he wanted to create his own blend of, um, of new tropics and saying, you know, these really promote the more calming effects of, um, that, that new tropics can have. They really promote like this kind of gentle focus and just a better, more productive stress management and just kind of approaching your overwhelming to-do list with a little bit more of like Oh, I got this kind of a feeling and um and like yes like this is exactly what is missing from the other products out there and they we wanted we we're kind of talking about this he's like okay I want to turn this into a company and so I'm like yes I'm branding let's talk branding I want to help you I love this like I, I thrive on people that I love starting exciting things so um we were talking about it and just kind of realizing like you know who really needs this who has no idea that this exists right now are like my clients and i'm talking like will i've worked with women who you know they're they have a full-time job they're taking night classes they're starting a side hustle and literally have like had zoom calls with women breastfeeding babies on our calls because they just need to fit everything into their day and they're like well this is happening because
0: everything at once yeah
1: yeah this is this is uh, my only time to to do this so um and you know obviously we're like yeah whatever you got to do girl but um it it's like these are the women who have so much going on and it's like the last thing they want is to feel like their brain is firing on more cylinders they just want to like Feel more collected, and like they can just cruise through their day, um, managing that stress a little better, focusing on one priority at a time, and just kind of moving through their day with a little more ease, and um, and feeling more collected, and um, and just more a little bit closer to their best self before they felt so scattered. Um, so that's when we started talking about making this really for women, and talking about you know what are the um what are the properties of this particular one that why is it that it's going to be that it's it's such a different approach to new tropics because the other ones are so much about maximizing versus looking at these women and we're kind of like they already kind of have extreme lifestyles they're doing so much like we should promote these effects that are more focus inducing help you continue to be productive in the ways you want to be productive because it feels good and because you're going to feel better at the end of the day if you accomplished everything you set out to do Um, so it's more of a yeah like a a productivity approach uh, um, sorry a self-care approach to productivity is what we started talking about and started building the brand together from there
0: yeah really cool this is this is why i'm so curious about it from Freddie's perspective and and what you guys are creating because i think self-care and productivity that evolves out of self-care is a very different energy and from there whatever we create will have a very different energetic signature right and it's
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's something that the the longer i've been hosting this podcast the clearer this theme and topic has kind of been coming out that the intention and the energy with which we create and and that doesn't just mean the intention we have when we're at a peak mindfulness state like at the end of a meditation or at the end of a sound ceremony or at the end of it like you know whatever it is that is part of your practice but actually when you are in that mode and, and you know I've i've experienced it myself over and over again like the moment I'm back at the laptop and the emails are coming in and the WhatsApp messages are coming in, the, the energy is just this like work, go get it, make it happen, kind of energy that we've all been kind of conditioned and trained into. And so I think there's there's a lot of room for improvement for us as a society and species um, to to come from this authenticity alignment. Uh, yeah, and, and just like integrate it. I think that's what I'm I'm hearing mostly from from you guys, like an integration into self-care and yeah. Yeah, Mitch, is there anything else you'd love to add uh, in terms of how that, that brand and how that that uh, product came together?
2: Um, I guess what I would like to add to that is uh, what you just said, which is touching on self-care and productivity. That is like what you mentioned at the beginning, what I was doing as an investment banker was the exact opposite of that. It I was neglecting my body, I was neglecting my interests, and I was working 16 to 18 hour days all the time.
0: Tell us that story you mentioned earlier. There was like even like a a record, right? Which is like,
2: yeah. Yeah. So there there was this one six week period where uh, I worked every single day. During those six weeks, I pulled uh, 14 all-nighters. And the last week was by far the worst. I worked, it was like 140 something hours. And... I was, I cannot express how sleep deprived, it was truly pushing my body to the absolute limit. And so I actually got home on the last day, some by on by a miracle, this, this was the last day, but the last day I got home at like 5 a.m. after working all day and probably the day before and I go to lay down to get two or three hours of sleep before going back into work at nine. And as I'm putting my head down, <laughs> To go to bed, my brain just starts like zapping with electricity. And I I like scared me really badly. But I was I tried to shake it off and put my head back down and then it happened again. And then I kind of like thought to myself, Am I having a stroke? Like what is going on here? It's very possible I've treated my body like absolute shit. I've probably been eating horrible food just to stay awake up. I know I was frequenting, there's a little candy bucket, which I was like, you know, 3 a.m. I was just eating chocolates nonstop to stay awake. Um, and I'd been doing that for six weeks. And so then I start co- going into like a mini panic attack thinking I'm having a stroke and I'm dying. And so then I, now I'm like, my brain's all buzzing and and I'm like full of anxiety thinking I might be dying. So I go out to my living room and I put on the TV and I'm sitting there and I like dial on my phone 911. But don't, and then I'm like hovering over the call button. I'm like, am I really going to admit that this is happening right now? Like, am I going to the hospital? Like, I. and so fortunately, or maybe unfortunately, I I guess we'll find out in the next few decades whether or not I have any health issues. But um, I did not call. I fell asleep on the couch for two hours and woke up, went to work. And unfortunately, I was like that night, I got off at like six or 7 p.m. and was able to go get like a full 12 hours of sleep. And, um, I no joke felt mm-hmm. off balance and weird for the next like three months. Like I, my, my brain and everything about my whole internal system was messed up. And so that, that was during my first year of banking and, um, and actually the product the what we, what I was working on the whole time, actually literally never even got sent to the client was never used for anything. And so it was literally for nothing. And so that's one a great example of kind of what got me to the point where like my i'm shutting down physically i need to level up and do something or i need to leave the industry altogether um but then two it's an example of me not doing anything fulfilling or doing anything that you know lights a fire within myself it was me doing whatever anyone asked me to for money and that is it and so um starting freddy has been an awesome expression of something i actually am very passionate about and that does light a fire in me because what that first job set me on a path to do of you know growing mentally and physically um that is now what i focus on and and you know i enjoyed every single step of the process you know at the beginning it was horrible but now it's been very very fulfilling and now i've been able to make a career out of it and so um you know from my standpoint that is like the, the passion and the fire behind Freddie merged with Chelsea's passion and fire. Um, and so I just, I think that our brand is awesome. And it comes with like so much uh, the gen, genuineness. And so, um, yeah,
0: I so appreciate you sharing this story, Mitch. Like, you know, there, there's so much wrong about it, but so much right about it that you're sharing it now, you, you know, it, it's like failure is part of the path, to mastery. And it's something we, you know, I don't think we can talk about quite enough. It's not something we usually grow up with learning in our education systems. It's not something we're getting equipped with to understand what it means to fail or how to admit this. And I think everyone can, you know, in their own way relate to this moment where you're like hovering over the phone, like should I call 911 right now or or not? Because, because it means you're admitting a whole chain of, of actions and the consequences to who you've been yeah, where you've been to yes. just yourself,
2: right? Exactly.
0: Yeah, very, very, very curious. I think, and, and, you know, the banking industry and maybe Wall Street specifically is something where it kind of fits perfectly to a lot of the other harm and inequality this, this system has been creating. But, but then if we think of it, another career pathway where this is really, really common and, you know, I've been starting in that career pathway is, is event management where you're just like on site, nonstop. Like I remember Mm -hmm. actually, this is, um, I wish I had nootropics back then. This is like over 10 years ago now. I was working, still working with BMW premium events. And I was for the first time ever solely responsible for an event. It was in Austria in Innsbruck, I believe. Yes, beautiful setup. And in the middle of the night, you know, we were already going two, three weeks, like nonstop every day. Too much sugar and coffee, as you said. And then in the middle of the night, like 4 a.m. or so, I get a call on my cell phone from the security guy. And he basically just, in in German, he was like, Julian, fire, fire. And it's like, (laughs) I jumped out of my bed. I was like, literally, I felt like my energy was like in the whole room and not just in my body anymore. And I was ready to, it was like a saber-toothed tiger was in front of me. But really, it was 4 a.m. And there, uh, I think one of the heaters burned through, and so it's, it like emitted smoke into the entire event setup, and it smelled burnt, but there was no actual fire. So, after all, it mean, I mean, it wasn't the best day. The day after, but it nothing really yeah. happened. And so, similar to what you've experienced, like, like almost for nothing, right? You're like you, you, you wind yourself tired, like like we're machines, and and so yeah, just that anecdote made me made me share mine. So, this, so thanks. That's, for
2: doing that. I, that's funny. I was going to relate you know, most jobs as to having to run around like crazy putting out fires. And so it's ironic that you brought up a story about where you legitimately had to put yeah. out a little bit of fire.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's
0: also that we know we won't fix any of the problems we've created um, or we are, we're currently like learning that are existing in our world by putting out fires. Like, it, you know, all, this is an old school Albert Einstein quote, or at least it's always um, connected to him with like, you cannot solve a problem with the same level of consciousness with which it was created and so coming back to the idea of nootropics and like healthy um living in homeostasis like healthy rest and then of course also amazing moments of productivity right like because many meaningful moments make those momentous kind of productive uh, you know uh, experiences and that i think a lot of people can relate to that it's like a synchronicity feeling almost when it just like continues to happen but for me really in my own experience that only happens because of um energetic rest and and real rest and what i mean with energetic rest is what we would usually call mindfulness or meditation Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know everyone who's listening has gone through some form of quarantine right now like i'm sure in your in your isolation time you had some of those days where you know there was a lot of doing nothing and so that's that form of doing nothing for me personally has always been part of doing a lot on the other side.
2: Mm Yeah. 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 I I definitely, definitely uh, can relate to that. But then also in, in terms of energetic rest, I think a lot of people are in their house quarantined, getting plenty of physical rest, but having no real like soulful, meaningful rest because they're just kind of trapped there doing nothing. And so by the, the broad term rest, it would seem to fit the bill, but people are there still unhappy because they're not able to, you know, do something in a real relaxing state that's good for the soul um, or for their their energetic wavelengths. You get what I'm getting at there?
0: hundred percent. I think what you're what you're getting at, at there is, is another another deeply kind of stored problem in in the many symptoms we're now understanding in our society but you know if i look at it through technology like if i were to be entertained for the whole day just through playing games and watching movies or whatever it is there is no rest in that truly even though my body might be resting and really if we if we're able to admit this at this at this point and i think facebook and google have obviously been like highly criticized for that and many other social media platforms too like we've designed games to keep us engaged on this like never-ending loop And if you look at it from the holistic health perspective or the, even the neurotropic, like going deep rather than biohacking perspective, we could also design games that continuously allow us to be at our best optimal health that then can create the best optimal, yeah, community, society, company, whatever it is that, that each individual is called to, to create.
2: Definitely. There's actually a, a very, a very interesting thing I just read about the games where, when you always turn to your phone and go to either play some games or do Instagram, basically your activity level and focus is very, very high nonstop. And so you're constantly being stimulated. And so when you jump to your work, you're still at that level, which makes you want to, you know, reach for something like once, once you start getting a little unfocused on what you're working on, then you want to reach back for the phone to keep it up. But so when, You start doing these practices of meditation and mindfulness. You bring your trip, your your activity level way, way down, and so now all of a sudden, say you do a 20-minute meditation for 20 minutes, your brain has literally been exposed to almost nothing—just your own internal thoughts, just laying there with your eyes closed, or sitting there, or whatever you might do it. Um, And so then, once you jump back into your work, all of a sudden, the stimulation on your brain is now picked up, and your brain it can now be like, oh wow, this is interesting. Like I really am enjoying this. I'm intrigued, I'm engaged in what I'm doing because you know I've now I've taken the time each day to set aside a moment where I'm focused on just nothing but internal myself, my thoughts.
1: I think I think another piece of that is just feeling um, less reactive to every impulse and every emotion that comes up for you and like I think a lot of procrastination is just avoiding a negative feeling of like oh this is hard or oh I'm I'm not capable of doing this or I'm worried about messing up or something like that you may put it off Um, but just being you know slowing down not reacting so much to that feeling but actually acknowledging it and then being like okay well my true intention here is to just get this done and then you can just be more intentional about then diving into that work and pushing through that that desire to pick up your phone and scroll on TikTok for an accidental four hours or whatever happens in your day um and i also think like like at least um with between meditation and nootropics, for me, I think one of the biggest things that has happened is those kind of liminal in-between moments between tasks. Like maybe you'll finish something, and then that would be when you would pick up the phone or when you would, you know, go and waste time by accident. Um, just switching gears, it, it just takes longer. Um, between meditation and new tropics is I've noticed I get so much time back to my day just by the ability to be like, okay quickly, I've closed that chapter of my list and I'm opening the next chapter and I'm continuing to get this done so I can get to a point in my day that I can relax or engage in a different type of activity. And kind of to the point you guys were making before about how like physical rest is really not the same as energizing yourself. I've definitely felt myself in the past, you know, working a nine to five coming home and, you know, just giving into the urge to turn on the TV and that be the rest of my day. And, you know, going through several months of that being my reality every day, I just felt so, um, like, just foggy and drained. But then when I would come home and kind of force myself to not turn on the TV and engage in something creative or go to the gym or do something like that, that's when I started to see myself really feeling more energized throughout the entire day. And I think um, that's, that's definitely a big difference between where, like, like we talk about self-care but i think like in a lot especially in like the beauty industry self-care has really become this thing of uh like like oh just just do a face mask and like call it a night like just just lay down turn the tv on like eat some pizza do a face mask paint your nails like you know that self-care and in at the end of the day it's really about you know, listening to yourself, what do you really need to re-energize and re-engage in what matters to you? Um and and actively taking steps towards doing that to serve your future self. Not not necessarily do you, what do you want right now, but what what do you really need in order to feel like your best version of yourself? Um and and yeah, that was what I wanted to add to to that conversation. Yeah, I do think there's such a massive I, difference there.
0: Absolutely. I love that that we just had this little um, you know, just like three-way conversation about all, all of these pieces that are either contributing to the way that we're all used to doing things or really are actually addressing like the fundamental um, kind of root of, of yeah, how we show up for work, how we show up for our bodies, how we show up for health, for productivity, for creating companies, etc. I think there's a, a Sadhguru quote that I'm totally going to butcher, um, but <laughs> along the line of, um, if you if humanity was sane it wouldn't need entertainment it could simply watch a flower blossom and i really like that because it it is this like this simplicity that single focus which again the idea of a nootropic in like the biohacking sense it will help me get there but really the way i'm experiencing the nootropics and the lion's mane and bacopa have been part of my my diet on and off for, for quite a while now is it allows me to recognize and acknowledge when I'm doing the opposite a lot easier and and this this is how you know I, I found that us today and and this conversation with both of you really fits this regenerative mindset and and the way of creating regenerative efforts because one of the big steps that we often leave out in in this current dialogue you know in people wanting to save the planet and people wanting to um, fix the problems is that we, we first got kind of gotta acknowledge a lot of the things we've been doing for a while right and um acknowledging from a health perspective i think it is is a huge step towards that as well and so before we before we wrap up our conversation though i have a, a one or two more questions for both of you and i'd, I'd love to just um kind of spice them in there and Chelsea because you've been on the show before you know that one of the questions is going to be about earth vision and the way we kind of relate to the planet in a larger timeline so Mitch get ready for that but for now I just want to hear from both of you like if you had and Chelsea you might have answered this one before but if you had a lesson or two that you could share with your 15 year old self what would that be um
1: you want me to go first um I would I would probably tell my 15-year-old self that um just because sometimes I have to do some boring mundane tasks does not mean I'm going to have a boring mundane life and I can push through those things <laughs> and get them done and it uh, it doesn't mean that um that my life is going to suck or that I'm going to be like a corporate slave or um, anything like that and that um, those boring tasks are going to always accompany anything worth doing um, and to just kind of be prepared for that and and set realistic expectations around what work really looks like and what showing up for your dreams and your passions can actually look like sometimes um, are, are those moments where it's not as exciting it's not as fun uh, but they are necessary and you just have to keep checking your mindset, keep reconnecting everything you do back to your mission, back to your values, and, uh, and that's how you stay energized and move forward through work. Um, so I would definitely tell my 15-year-old self that,
0: yeah. Mitch, what about you?
2: I, I would go with um, the fact that the, the generic sort of advice of not feeling fearing failure, um, but take it a step further and say that failure is literally like the whole point of living. and it makes you interesting. It makes your story interesting. It makes you wiser. It makes you capable of doing so much more. And then it shouldn't you shouldn't even fear it. You should be desiring it and throwing yourself in front of it as much as possible because that's how you build resili- resiliency, wisdom and just a good story to tell when you're sitting around in a circle with your friends like it, 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 there's nothing bad that ever comes from it if you just take it and learn from it and then and then keep going and so that that would be my piece of advice It's it's funny
1: that we almost have like opposite advice to ourselves, because for me, I was just like, whatever it is, if it sucks, quit and try to try something else. And um, and that was kind of my approach to my career was like, just pivot, 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 pivot constantly. And like, did not I just throw myself into something that seemed interesting. And you were more um, so much more methodical in your approach and uh, to everything and making sure you just never failed at it, uh, which is so funny that we grew up in the same house and <laughs> had such opposite the approaches to phenomena. our career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's, that is really yeah. fascinating actually and probably worth a whole, a whole exploration in itself to just understand <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that somebody should start a podcast about that actually only interview brothers and sisters. Uh, and understand <laughs> or sisters and sisters and brothers and brothers and understand yeah. how the sibling constellation plays out certain archetypes. It's very, very curious. Um, on <laughs> yeah. that note, you know, you know, this is something that probably most people learn either through failure or through the way they grew up. And so my question is around trust, because I, I really believe trust is one of the fundamental pillars for a regenerative society. So, What does it take for you guys individually? Like, what is the process of trust like? What does it take to experience trust in in life and relationships and business?
2: Uh, So for me, when I think of trust, I think it starts with yourself. And um, trust also goes with confidence. It's like, once you can learn to trust yourself, you can then kind of start going outward and so you can never really trust yourself until you give yourself the opportunity to do hard things and then you do them and then you say okay like i can if i say i'm going to do something i do it whether that's you know a diet working out taking a cold shower in the morning whatever it is that's just kind of hard that you told yourself you're going to do you're going to do it and then all of a sudden you trust yourself you build all this respect and then from that point on once you learn kind of how to relate and to trust yourself in your own, uh, your own tendencies and biases within yourself, your own uh, if you know that there's one little trigger within a certain category that you oftentimes will neglect if it's like dieting on the weekends or whatever it is. Um, once you just learn how to relate to that and then not manipulate yourself but work with yourself to follow through at that point, you can relate with others at a much deeper level and learn to trust them when they show those similar traits back and reflect them towards you. And so that, I guess that's, that's how I think of it, if it makes sense. Thank you, yeah.
1: I, uh, I definitely echo that and, and agree fully that it, it has to start with you. And really, um, a lot of it does come down to mindset of like, if you won't know that you're capable, until you're willing to jump in and try it and um, and also just kind of, once you realize like something that I, I like to think about is it's from a Billy Joel song, but it's kind of a song that kickstarted my entire fire for um, wanting to to build the career that I wanted in the way that I wanted to build it which is just a line from the song Vienna that says you can get what you want, or you can just get old. And I was like, yeah, like that's yeah. (laughs) It's that simple, but it's so true. It's like, you are the only person accountable to yourself, to your goals, to making them happen. And so it's like, what do you need to push through to just keep moving forward? And the more you do that, the more you show up for yourself, the more you trust yourself to continue to do that. And I think, Overall, that impacts your mindset in general. Which you know, with a more positive mindset, you're going to be a more open, trusting person in general as you approach the world. I think a lot of that also comes down to kindness, which is a topic that I'm really, really passionate about. I think kindness is um, like trust is a huge component of this much broader topic of kindness, which um, brings together all these other characteristics like warmth and humility and empathy. And, um, and patience and all these other things but the the more kindness that you give and receive in the world, the more trust you feel in in others and in yourself, I think as well. Um, so there's there's like a whole other I could ramble on about that for forever but um, I think there's there's also that huge dynamic of how much how is kindness playing a role in your life? Um, makes such a difference in how you view the world and how you trust the world to provide for you and for you to show up and provide for yourself.
0: Thank you, you guys. (laughs) I really, I really appreciate the shares and answers and trust. And it's one of the, the fascinating topics that, you know, having asked over 200 people about trust at this point, it's like, it, it kind of it blows my mind but it also it's starting to integrate and you know i understand this This is such a complex complex one and so my last question for you guys today is is around what i call earth vision and this idea of a seven generational perspective on on life so mitch you know you've never heard this question before so if you were to zoom out a little bit um, and you think seven generations in the future what is your kind of vision or idea or dream for the earth
2: All right, that's that is an interesting question and and a big one. Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is An abundance mindset and I absolutely don't mean that in a resources from a resources perspective like, you know, minerals and plastic and but I mean nothing like that. Um, I mean abundance from especially when you look at the proliferation of the different technology platforms, the ability to easily launch a podcast like, like you've done and put it out on all these different platforms. There is an opportunity for everyone to create real thriving businesses doing things that interest them. And um, does that mean that there's gonna be less billionaires? Potentially, it, it, it's potentially giving way to allow everyone to sort of thrive and come together which it kind of just levels the playing field it's there's less power from the extremely wealthy when i could in theory go launch a podcast and get it in front of thousands and thousands of eyeballs tomorrow before you had to have five million dollars to even make it for that to be possible you had to have very deep pockets and so the way the world is moving in my view and also this this applies to us launching Freddie. you know we are we were able to create over 3000 units for our first batch of inventory. We sent them to Amazon for 450 bucks and they are now fulfilling all of our orders for a fee of very, very little. And so we are now able to fulfill orders as if we were a big corporation that had $30 million of backing when really it was, you know, we had a small investment and a lot of it was bootstrapped. And so there's this ability now, and hopefully in seven generations, this this narrative plays out where everyone has the ability to carve out their own little niche, doing things they love, um, instead of you know having to work for the huge corporations and the people with billions of dollars. Um, and so that that's my knee-jerk reaction to that that question.
0: I like it. I, I think that that's a good way to bracketed like a knee-jerk reaction. It, it's a deep question. There's no right answer. And there's there's only the exploration of what we really tap into. So thank you for that, Mitch. Chelsea, you want to add anything from from your angle, your perspective?
1: Um yeah, I think last time I answered this question, it was like all about the built environment, um, which makes sense for my mindset at the time. And I uh, definitely still um still I think I talked a lot about like food security and um and our built environment being able to um you know create as many opportunities for people to feel safe and secure in their environment so they can actually move beyond that into happiness and feel um you know actually start to move up that maslow's pyramid um once their kind of basic needs are met but and i definitely still feel all that um but i i think um where my mind's kind of going today is around the evolution of empathy um amongst other people and i think you know, as our, um, as our society kind of progresses, and we, I think, how am I, how am I trying to word this? (laughs) I, I would, I think that we're moving into a place where there's a lot more mindfulness, a lot more slowing down, a lot more of, you know, who do I want to be? in the world and I think because of that and also just a lot more transparency is what I'm seeing kind of a shift on social media as well as really valuing this transparent authenticity of showing up speaking very true to your experiences and being willing to get more vulnerable and really exploring the topic of vulnerability and I think as a result of that what we're going to see is a big shift in empathy and how much we can really relate to each other and really feel what each other are feeling and being able to bring more empathy into every type of relationship is just going to create a much better environment for all of us to be thriving because we actually are sim- like beyond sympathetic. We're empathetic to how each other feel, how we're showing up in the world, how we're showing up to work. Um, and and also, I mean, I think this is a great example of what's going on in the world right now is suddenly all of our work days are through computer screens and everyone's looking into each other's homes, into their lives. Um, and it gets more personal. We're all going through that together. And I think that's another thing that's um, hopefully creating more empathy and just seeing so many people, you know, responding slower to emails and just being like, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. What really matters is um, mental health, I think is, is um, and, and being able to speak truer to that and not have it be such a taboo subject. And um, yeah, all, all of these kind of moving pieces that, that lead towards us developing into a more empathetic world is what i hope
0: thank you that's beautiful i i feel you there on on the level of empathy that happens when we start sharing our real stories right like uh, mitch you were sharing earlier your your work experience back from wall street days and sharing a little anecdote from that that day in innsbruck when (laughs) when my like i don't even know how to say it it was just gangbusters in my whole system for for like a full hour right like couldn't go back to sleep after um and so, yeah, yeah, a fascinating answer. A fascinating conversation, you guys. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Anything else? Um, I think we wanted to, to share a discount code for everyone listening. For Freddie yeah. as well, we'll link it out, of course, in the show notes. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. We have a code for everyone. So it's Julian15. You can go ahead and grab a discount. Julian15. Yeah, Julian15. And that is at wearefreddy.com. And Freddie is F-R-E-D-I.
2: yeah don't we've had a lot of people try to use discount codes on amazon and so while we are available there the discount code works on our website only
1: yeah yeah
2: awesome well i'll make sure to to link this out properly
0: as well and uh i highly recommend for people to get lion's mane bacopa ashwagandha and all the other good ingredients into their diet something that is like i highly recommend it's just it made a difference for me already not even having tried freddy and now that freddy is in my life I'm, i'm sure i'm gonna I'm going to get to try it as well. So Absolutely. thank you
1: guys. Yeah. Oh, awesome. this thank is, you, Julian. I realized I had one. This is what it looks like, by the way. Focused by Freddie is the product.
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having us. This has been awesome. Thank you.
2: Thanks.
3: Hello, I'm Chris Gilmore from episode 224, Learning from Emergency Planning. I'm here to offer Green Planet Blue Planet listeners a special opportunity to get 20% off two of my in depth learning experiences. Opportunity number one is reading nature's forgotten language. Go deeper than you may even realize is possible in your relationship with the natural world and your ability to interpret nature's signs, tracks, and sounds. Nature has a language, and reading it is an ancient skill that is almost lost in our modern world. Relearning to read nature's story can help you be a better Earth steward. Learn to learn directly from nature, and it can greatly enhance your relationship with and the experiences you have in the outdoors. Watch the trailer and some of the sample lessons over at www.naturesforgottenlanguage.com and enter code GREENPLANET for 20% off. Opportunity number two is called Survive the Storms. In an era of rapid environmental, economic, and social change, do you want to feel better prepared to keep yourself and family safe? Whether a pandemic, extreme weather event, wildfire, or other unexpected disaster, Survive the Storms will help you build peace of mind and confidence fast. Check out the trailer of our one-of-a-kind game-like training that makes preparedness and safety both fun and practical. This one is very timely. Visit survivethestorms.com and don't forget to enter code GREENPLANET for 20% off. Both links are also available in the show notes. So stay connected, stay aware, stay safe with naturesforgottenlanguage.com and survivethestorms.com.